For more information, head to our website, 3cr.org.au forward slash beyond the bars. So make sure to listen in and support our brothers and sisters until they're home again. Slavery is back. Welcome to a place where private business profit from a captive labour force, yet pennies are spent on medical services to a population in which the Indigenous, the poor and the mentally ill are overrepresented. Where isolation, humiliation and degradation are facts of life. Welcome to prison. It depends who's telling the story, I suppose. The prisoners would have one view. The people who work in the prison system would have another And I think it's up to people to decide uh, where the truth is. Give government propaganda and the media spin doctors the flick. And check out Doin' Time for news, views and tunes on prison issues from Guantanamo Bay to Christmas Island to prisons and detention centres everywhere. Every Monday at 4pm on your community radio 3CR. We are still fired up. And we're still talking about revolution. Hello and welcome to the Doin' Time show. This is 3CR Community Radio, 855 AM on the dial, streaming live on www.3cr.org.au. This is Marissa and we'll be taking you through until 5 o'clock this evening. And today is a very, very special broadcast celebrating NAIDOC Week. And we're going to be interviewing... First of all, Stacey Piper, who is the chairperson for the committee, but she also is um, a, a very a very powerful um, Aboriginal woman and mentor for others, I believe anyway, um, judging from the short time that I've spoken to her off air, um, and I stand to be corrected on that. But um, anyway, we're going to be interviewing her shortly, and she'll tell us what land she's on and give an introduction about herself and then speak about NAIDOC Week. And then after that, we'll be speaking with Sam Watson, who is a regular guest on our show and um, a wonderful Aboriginal activist and warrior from Queensland. And he'll be um, giving us um, some info um, from his neck of the woods. And um, yeah, and we'll be hearing throughout the show on for different events and perspectives. Hello, Stacey. Welcome to the program. Hi, how are you going? It's lovely to have you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. That's great. So, first of all, Stacey, I'm wondering if you could just tell us what land you're from. Okay, so I'm a proud Wurundjeri, Jajawurrung and Narai Ilamwurrung woman. So, um, I've, I was born and raised on Wurundjeri country. And, um, yeah, I'm proud and thank you for that kind introduction. It was quite... Quite lovely. <laughs> I, I probably, um, yeah, I probably wouldn't think so myself, but I do appreciate the kind words. Ah, oh, well, you know, we all have to have our self worth, don't we, Stacey? True that. True that. <laughs> Stacey, let's start off um, by speaking about the the theme this year's theme of NADOC, which is voice treaty and truth. Let's work together for a future. Can you talk about the theme and and what that means? Um, in the context of NAIDOC Week? Yeah, so um, it's been a tricky one, I think, because um, 
you know, treaties sort of an... Even though we've been calling for treaty for a long time, treaty is kind of a very new concept to mob now in the, this in this process, yep. sort of in the in, this, in the way it's being presented, and um, you know I suppose now that it's here, it's amazing. And NADOC Week have really adopted that theme. So in Victoria, for us particularly, it was um, it was a bit of yeah, it was a bit tough to think about how to do that because firstly we wouldn't be pushing treaty because treaty is a separate um, sort of um, yeah. entity. To NADOC? Yes. Yeah, so Treaty has got its own voice, it's got its own platform and, you know, it's been working throughout the state for a couple of years now and I don't feel as a NADOC committee we're qualified to talk on Treaty to the mob. There's people who maybe are a bit divided. So, sure. you know, we need to be in- inclusive as a state. We represent all clans across the state, the colonial state of Victoria, and we provide for safety and for voice for all mobs. So, um, so for us, the, tra- the theme, we really focused on truth and voice. Um, and obviously, uh, Treaty tied through that, we yeah. through it. Um, but truth being what issues we're facing in the community and our voice through um, telling those stories, but also through singing and dance, chanting, our marching through the street and you know, the ball, we ended it with those themes just, I think, really well tied together. It's really important and, and certainly, Stacey, you know, I wasn't expecting you to talk about the treaty as a whole because there are so many different clans, aren't there? And there, and it's been a very difficult process, hasn't it? I can only imagine. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, I know for us it was difficult to understand. I mean, the themes are set... By, I suppose the national committee, sure. and each year I don't think we are. Vic Dadoff run very, um, very independently, yeah. so we um, do things our way here. And um, I think also we, you know, chose to have it in the first week as we've always sort of done for the last few years anyway, um, and keep that space for us. So then, because it is quite a big week here in Victoria, I know that everyone. Not under, underrating any other states. No, no. Um, Tell us about Victoria that. Do yeah. put on, well, we put on some pretty large-scale events. We've got biggest mob. We've got so many people to, you know, um, consider. And, you know, the, our marches are huge. Our balls are huge. So we have to, you know, keep our own thing happening, our official events. And then it's great because National NAIDOC Week, we can all go out to national events and not. We know that ours is, you know, we've done them. Great. And the historic ball. How did that go? Yeah. Oh, the ball was, can I say, off the hook. <laughs> Tell, yeah, what, what is the ball exactly? I, I've never attended ah. the ball. People talk about it, but what is it exactly, the NAIDOC ball? All right. So the NAIDOC ball, I thought everyone knew what the NAIDOC ball was, but yeah, obviously you can't assume. But the NAIDOC ball is something that was introduced uh, a long, long time ago. I mean, way back when NAIDOC began, you know, sort of, it started with a day of mourning called by Uncle William Cooper. Um, and and, and on lots of, I know this is a Victorian perspective anyway, sure. but across the country there were lots of people and activists who were involved in getting NAIDOC started in the, you know, as I said, early, you know, very decades ago. So from there, there were fundraisers that would be held um, to raise money because they wouldn't have received government funding Back then, it was way before 
you know, the referendum and before we even had rights or existence. Um, so the NADOC Observance or the National Aboriginal Island Observance Committee was formed. And, yeah, I, from my perspective anyway, they would have, um, my understanding, um, fundraisers, events, and then, you know, hold a gala ball and they'd have a Miss NADOC. So it never used to, we never used to have a Mr and Miss or an Elder of the Year or Pride winners. It was just Miss NADOC. Um, and it started out with Annie Joyce Johnson and another auntie um, who I feel terrible right now left my my mind. I know all the aunties. Trust yeah. me, it's a very tired brain after the week. Of passed. course, of course. Um, but, yeah, there was a tradition with the tiara for the crowning of Miss Nadoc. They sort of started all of that. So I, I guess it's just tradition. The ball is something which started in that way and then it became a gathering every year where, you know, everyone would get together and have have a good time. And it's just grown into a really massive event. I mean, Saturday night we had over 1,200 people and we had huge performances. Um, it was just, it was like a brown mow, you know. <laughs> it was just Was that hosted nice. in Victoria? Yeah, hosted in Victoria um, on the beautiful waters around the Docklands. So, you know, we like to, it's very hard to run events like that, um, because we don't have any much funding, but the ticket sales pay for the yeah. event. So and we, we usually run at a loss, so we kind of make up the rest of that. Fantastic. Look, that that's wonderful. And it, look, this this is why I invited you onto the show, Stacey, to, to talk about that. And, and obviously you're, you're talking about a lot of the Victorian events that have been organised, yes? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we had an official calendar um, of our events because, as I said, you know, we the, the Victorian Adult Committee of Volunteers, we work outside our full-time Yeah, jobs of course. And, um, you know, we've got families and things, but we really work around the clock and with very little funding, we, we, we pull together these events. So we can only do a certain... We can only do so much. So there's events outside of that which the Aboriginal community-controlled organisations do also. So VARs run events all throughout the week. They have an open day every Wednesday, NAIDOC week. Um, we've got, you know, the Advancement League that hold a flag raising. They had theirs this morning and um, I couldn't get to it, unfortunately. Um, I have yeah. to have to work. <laughs> of course. Um, and then, um, yeah, there's a movie day and a VACA kids, uh, Yapra Disco, sorry, and then VACA have a children's day. Um, just so much activity and I think it's so much better across two weeks so that everyone can get to these events. Well, that's right. And in fact, on Wednesday, the 10th of July, I believe at 5.30 at 2 Watt Street, Thornbury, they've got the, you know, the famous NAIDOC event that they, event that they do every year. Isn't it, Stacey, with the hip-hop rap, Young Warriors yes. and the traditional dance groups? And people should rock up to that, eh? Oh, I think so. Um, they would love that. They would love to see as many people as possible turn out for these events and I think what I'd love as a NAIDOC community is to be able to pull together a more detailed events list and be more um, I suppose connected with the org so that we can provide that information in one snapshot to people like a calendar so people can plan their, the program or yeah. plan where they go but at the moment it's just with our resources so hard yeah. but, um, you know we're tired I've lost my voice from leading the march on Friday microphone and oh the march <laughs> From yeah. um, Gertrude Street? 
from Fitzroy Street. Fitzroy uh, sorry, Street. Yeah. No, Fitzroy. Oh, my God. Nicholson Street. Nicholson Fitzroy. Street. That's it. Yep. <laughs> yes. Um, at yep. the Victorian Aboriginal Health Service. Yes. And, um, yeah, we started there for a pre-March festival. And um, the Native community usually organised all that, but we have organised it in partnership this year with BARS. Um, they were so amazing to help us out with that. Um, so we started there. We had you know some face painting and just you know food, um, coffee vans, some stalls. So we sell Nadoc jumpers from there every year. And again, that's just to cover costs of the jumpers and a little bit of the ball. But otherwise, there's no, you know, we, we it's all for mob basically. Um, yeah. So that was great. And then yeah, around. We had performers, and around 10.30, we started the march down to Parliament Steps. So we had a few speakers there. Um, in particular, we had April, uh, Aunty Tanya Day's daughter, speak. She had um, her kids there and some of the family, and they were talking Good. about the story of Aunty Tanya Day. Yes. Um, yeah, and it's um, it was very... That was a very tr- truthful you know, voice there and present on that day at the march. Lots of tears. Um, and it's so close to home, I think, because April talks about Aunty Tanya being someone who always advocated to, you know, prevent deaths in custody. And here they are now talking about their mother, who's now one of those people. And Absolutely. Terrible. It is terrible. Yeah. And, and indeed, you and I were talking about this very topic about half an hour ago, Stacey, weren't we, about mm. how it's so important to be able to um, get rid of the law of public drunkenness and that if Arnie Tanya had been in a safe place, she may be still alive today. Yeah, she fell asleep on a train from yeah. Chep to Castlemaine, I believe. Yeah. yeah, Castlemaine, they stopped and, you know, removed her from the train. She didn't, she wouldn't have known what was happening. She woke up to... Those, you know, these trans, those safety officers, so-called safety officers, um, who'd call on the police and she was taken into Castle Maine and never came home, you know. It's, yeah, it's... It's just yeah. horrific. And their family didn't find out till you know, a good five hours after afterward. And, yeah, she'd, she'd received some pretty serious um, head injuries. Absolutely. And this is why... One of the reasons why the Doing Time show exists here at 3CR because it's, mm. it's it's not only about incarceration, it's also about violations of human rights and it's also about everybody. I mean, we talk about everybody in prison um, because it is a business, but we also say that Aboriginal people have been overrepresented um, in prison, but as well... We are here to build the movement to stop Aboriginal deaths in custody. And one of those mm-hmm. people, um, as you said, um, was Arnie Tanya, who's been very much affected. And there is a petition um, that, that the family have put out, has, hasn't yes, there? Yes, there's a petition. So there's a um, sort of written petition that we've been passing around at the march and at the ball and at different places where there's lots of people. And... Um, <clears throat> Sorry, my voice is going on still. Okay. Um, and there's one online, and I do believe that 3, 3CR has um, information Indeed. about that online. Yes. I did just speak to April, and she'd love to come on the show at some stage. Um, 
she couldn't this afternoon, but um, yeah, I think it'd be great for her to talk a little bit more about it and get more signatures. I, I believe the coronial the coronial inquest yes. is on the horizon, so August it, it'll be starting. So I really need everyone on board get those signatures to help abolish this legislation that's targeting our people. Indeed, yes, and we, I'm hoping to have her um, on sometime next week, if possible, and hopefully we can arrange that. Yep. You know, yep. that, that would be good because it would be timely to, to have a look at that before August um, mm. because th- this way we can talk about it. You know, like during the actual inquest, we can't. So it would be no. good to have her on before then so that we okay. don't face contempt of court. Yeah, so, I, I agree. Yeah, that that'd be great. And and Stacey, it's so good to talk about this because obviously NAIDOC Week um, is is a celebration, but it's also a way to remember. And our young people are important, and also our old people who you know who have obviously experienced um, the pain of um, stolen generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we had um, our so our winners for this year. We I mean winners. Yeah. So we're saying that. And saying ambassadors because, you know, these days using the language which was sort of forced on us that feel, you know, okay. using certain terms in terms of our mobs is feels a bit funny. So our young leaders, <laughs> I'll say, yep. um, who were acknowledged and given um, certain roles throughout NADOC week. We had um, Elder of the Year, our patron of the year, Uncle Jack Charles. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, so that he springs to mind because he's obviously, you know, he was one of the um, victims of the um, stolen generation. Yes, so he's been on our show heaps of times, actually. Yeah, yeah. right, okay. Yeah. And again, I don't like using the word, word victim because he's no Survivor. He's, yeah, survivor. <laughs> and he, yeah. oh, he's just amazing. Oh, speaking throughout NAIDOC unreal. week. And he was so proud. He said, you know, I've been award, awarded so many things awards across my lifetime and I've been you know he's been recognized in so many different areas especially in his field of acting and but he said this was the the best one for him at this stage of his life because it's being recognized by his community yeah yeah so that was really special for uncle and he got to, he was talking about again the theme truth the truth of him finding out about um his mother and her and finding out who he was and um you know, that he is in fact a, a boomerang man as well as um, I feel bad speaking for other people in this. No, no, he at, wouldn't at mind. Flag raising. No, yeah. well, he was saying at the flag raising he was so proud to welcome people onto the country that he now can say is his country, you know, and that's that's him reclaiming his birthright. So Absolutely. And, and you special. know, I don't think Uncle would mind, Stacey. I don't think Uncle yeah. would mind you talking about that. I mean, <laughs> he's. I mean, it's. I know we always have to be careful. I have to be careful. We all have to be careful that, you know that. But but it's always good to speak up for people and to advocate for people. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, is there, Stacey? I don't think so. No. I mean, your heart's in the right place, and that's it. You know, obviously, with Uncle Jack, we've been working together all throughout the week, and um, yeah, it's for for the greater. Greater good. <laughs> not, yeah. Um, but and yeah, who so else? Yep. Yeah, so we had um, Mr. Nadoc, so he, Christopher Saunders, a Gunichmara man, and he is a, you know, strong young man and has led many a rally um, through Melbourne and through his town of um, Haywood. And, yeah, he, he's been a great voice throughout the week. There's lots of content online which we'll share, so you can share online because 
their voices. It's better hearing it from them, you know. Sure. Yeah. Um, then there's Miss Nadoc, um, your, your Julia Lowry. Yeah. So she's just an incredible young woman with an amazing story. And um, she's the she's a backup singer for Coloured Stone. So she's Uncle... Oh. Yeah, Uncle's daughter, Uncle Bunter. Bunner. Oh, gosh, uh-huh. my brain again. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's all I'd leave here. I'm not reading off any notes. But, That's um, right. Yeah, then there's... Um, then there's the sports person, Marissa Williamson. So Marissa Williamson is the champion of the 60-kilo boxing yep. face, and she's been trained up for the Olympics. She's only 17. Um, she is very open about being in out-of-home care, yep. and she's a very strong and, for her, for her age, staunch activist for kids in care. Um, and she has a very strong voice. To, she's got a, a big story to tell. So it'd be great to have her on the radio oh, as well. It would be awesome. And <laughs> and because, I mean, we're here to provide a safe environment for people to come in and to talk yeah. about their experiences. Um, because, you know, prison is not just about being behind bars. I mean... Really, we're we're behind bars here in Australia as well. This is a penal colony. Mm. Um, But that can be for another show. (laughs) (laughs) But it's great. No, no, but it's but but it's great to have you, um, Stacey. Now these awards, just to put it in context, so they were all given out at the ball at the ball, right? No, 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 no. no. um, We start off. The week before Native Week, so it's pretty massive. So we have an awards night. Oh. We have um, a nominations that come through in the lead up to Native Week, so yep. community nominate them. Lovely. And then on the Thursday before Native Week, we have a, an awards uh, workshop day with the nominees. Yes. So we had a you know good number of nominees across all categories, I guess. Um, you know, Mister Miss Sportsperson and Elder, and um, we well not so much Elder, but um, we put the younger ones through the workshops and. That's a full day. They do media training and um, they learn. They write up a speech. They learn about what to expect, and then there's a panel of judges that select them through a you know a, a scoring process. So those right. judges were Lydia Thorpe, Arnie Rio, Alice, and Mark Nanip. So they made Fantastic. a very hard decision. <laughs> I can imagine. Lydia Thorpe has actually been um, quite a lot on our show as well. Oh, right. Yes, yes. Another she's big, strong voice. <laughs> she's a very strong woman. And, and in fact, um, there was a candlelit vigil um, actually near the, the Stolen Generation um, Memorial Monument a, a couple of, about a month ago um, yeah. to honour um, the people that have died in custody. And there are lots of warriors of Aboriginal resistance were there and Lydia and April and um, and they gave a few speeches and we lit candles. I remember seeing the candles in, in a big shape. Abs- yeah, it was in a big. It was absolutely beautiful. It was yeah, absolutely it beautiful. beautiful. I actually brought this huge beautiful. vanilla candle, and I was really embarrassed because it, it was really big. You got better. But it was good. It was. It was. I wanted to really donate that candle because I felt, you know, it's it's good to 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 light candles. It's it's a favorite pastime of mine to to honor honor people. Yeah, yeah, and I think a lot of us have done that over the years. I did it when I lost, I do it when I lose family members, and um, 
the stolen generations marker out there at um, the marker. At yeah, the, yeah, the marker out at the um, Fitzroy Garden. Yeah, such special space. Uh, yes. Yeah, they had. I remember when they launched it, but a beautiful artwork by Rico Rennie and um, Jason Tamar is the guardian of the space. <laughs> I love seeing his posts. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, protecting it, but no. Um. It's yeah, just a very special spot. So to keep going back there and having these vigils or having certain events would be, I think, a great thing to keep going. Absolutely. And just so listeners know, NADOC stands for National Aborigines and Islands Day Observance Committee and its origins can be traced to the emergence of Aboriginal groups in the 1920s which sought to increase awareness in the wider community of the status and treatment of Aboriginal and of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Australians. I just thought I'd put that bit in just to educate listeners in case people have just tuned in. Yeah, definitely. That's great info. So it's approximately, <laughs> so it's approximately 4.24 and we're going to be interviewing Sam Watson next. But Stacey, it was so great to have you. Do you have any final comments? Oh, um, happy National NAIDOC Week. And to everyone that turned out to Vic NAIDOC Week last week, um, thank you for being there and thank you for providing your voice and your truth. It's all about community. And just remember that we've got to look after each other and we've got to listen to each other. It's very, very true. Uh, we we have yeah. to. And yeah. that includes, obviously, non-Indigenous people as well, that we all need to help each other and to share. Yeah, absolutely. And then we can move forward with a treaty. <laughs> <laughs> Great minds think alike. <laughs> Thanks, Stacey, thank you so much for coming onto the program. And um, it's, it's great to have you. Thanks so much and you take care. You too. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And that was Stacey Piper, chairperson um, of Victoria for the for um, NADOC week, and it was just so refreshing to have her um, to, to have her and to talk about some of the Victorian um, events that have been going on. What's up, listeners? This is Johnny Mac here. Just reminding everybody to tune in to 3CR at 11am each day from Monday, July the 8th to Friday, July the 12th for our special Beyond the Bars broadcast during NADOC. Beyond the Bars is 3CR's annual prison project giving voice to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander inmates across Victoria. For more information, head to our website, 3cr.org.au forward slash Beyond the Bars. So make sure to listen in and support our brothers and sisters until they're home again. And that was um, Kev Carmody, River of Tears, and it's just um, a, a great song and really highlights um, a lot of issues around police and the long-standing relationship between Aboriginal people and police and colonisation and indeed pre-colonisation. And we're going to be now, and although hopefully there'll be improvements around that, um, we're going to be now speaking very shortly with Sam Watson, um, who I'm hoping will speak about the history of NADOT Week and perhaps talk about what's been happening in Queensland. There are so many people to interview, but I thought that these, Stacey and Sam, were, were really um, important to interview today. It's not too late to 
the owner. It's not too late to donate. It's not too late to donate to 3CR Radiothon 94198377 or check our website 3cr.org.au. Hey you, you who are listening, we haven't reached our target yet, but you can help us out. Log into our website 3cr.org.au or call us on 94198377 and give us some support. Help us keep running this radio for another year. We need you. And you're back with the Doing Time show, and that was Monica Waitman, um, and beautiful Torres Strait Islander um, musician. Um, I had to fade that out, unfortunately. Sorry about that, listeners, but we don't want to run late, and uh, this is our special NADOC Week broadcast. Hi, Sam. Welcome to the program. G'day. How's it going? Great to have you. Happy NADOC week. Yeah, and to your mob down there. Absolutely. And in fact, we I was just talking to someone from the Victorian mob, mob um, Wurundjeri woman, um, and she was the chairperson and was talking a lot about the events that um, were happening here. Yeah, no, it's a big time of the year for um, all our mob right across the countryside. So we're pretty flat out up here with all the... Uh, Different events and flag raisings and everything. So, tell us about that. There. What's what's going on? Oh, this morning, for example, we did a flag raising up at uh, one of the hospitals, and all the little uh, kids came along from the local preschool, and then we uh, did another big meeting down down the town. Uh, so, like I said, there's things happening all over the place, and uh, right the way through this week, but even in the next week, and uh, you know, through the month, it's. Uh, it did start a little while back as, as one day of the year, but then it became uh, stretch out to a week, and now it sort of runs over a month, I think. So there's uh, something for people to do right across the landscape. It's pretty important, isn't it, for non-Indigenous people to celebrate NAIDOC too, isn't it, Sam? Oh, absolutely, because uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures, they're a very inclusive culture, and we... Our elders want to draw people into our our story, want to draw people into our, our song line so we can share the experience, to share the Indigenous perspectives because that will teach us all how to, how to feel better about each other and how to feel better about caring for country, caring for the sea, caring for the, for the land and the airs and the, uh, and the trees. So... That's what uh, our culture is all about, just uh, becoming part of those natural natural cycles. And it's always been that way. And uh, that's why when we go to do these events, we uh, particularly impressed on the little ones, the young ones, that uh, in a few years' time, they'll be the ones who are going to carry this, those stories forward into future generations. So it's really important that we prepare them for that. Uh, and this morning we spent a lot of time talking about trees, how important trees are to our um, our environment, and how how important trees are for our our songlines because uh, trees trees carry memory. So when you see those ancient trees, three, four, five hundred years old, those trees are there long before uh, white fellows come out of the come out of the eastern seas and. 
That's right. Those uh, trees saw it all. Uh, they saw all the songs, all the ceremonies. They saw the tribes gathering. Uh, so it's just great to, uh, when you go into the country, just to reach out and touch those trees because you can uh, feel the vibration uh, of our people from many, many hundreds of years ago. Absolutely. And, and in fact, I was having a look, Sam, recently about the history of NAIDOT Week. It's very interesting. You know, they it, it talks a lot about the, I, I know it's celebration, but it talks also about the day of mourning as well. Well, that's right. I mean, even before the, the day of mourning in 1938, um, you had uh, great leaders like Uncle William Cooper from Cumberland Gunja, um, who was talking about the need for a National Aboriginal Day, and uh, that was back in the 1920s, and uh, that became one of the uh, one of the important things that people were talking about in their meetings, and and then the lead up to the day of mourning in 1938, and again after the uh, after the Second World War, and then the lead up to the the establishment of the first national organisation, the Federal Council, and that uh, came about in, uh, in what, 1956 over in Adelaide, that uh, there was still this uh, this urgency amongst our elders. They were saying, look, our, our culture is under under real threat that uh, because of our, 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 this enormous uh, dislocation where you've got the authorities running into our communities and taking our children and grandchildren away, we've got no one to pass the stories on to. So we've got to stop that. We've got to stop that process. And we've got to hang on to our children and grandchildren so we can teach them because that's the most important dynamic within our culture is for the old people to sit down with the little ones and teach them, teach them the, uh, the stories, the songs, the dances, the true history of who we are and where we come from. So... So back then, the old people were talking about uh, National Aboriginal Day. And then, uh, like I said, as time went on into the 1960s, 1970s, uh, that, uh, that concept broadened out. And uh, now this, uh, this concept of NAIDOC Day is, is, uh, is really huge. And it really took off during uh, 1993, which was the International Year of the Indigenous Person. So to that year, there were events right across the countryside here in Brisbane, we had a massive march and uh, we not only had a reconciliation process and apologies from non-Indigenous authorities and, and groups, but also our own people um, sat down with each other and worked out a lot of, lot of community business as well. So it's an important time of the year. And here in Musgrave Park on, uh, on Friday, the, the 12th of July, We'll again be coming together as a community, and uh, we put all that uh, bad business to one side, and we sit down as a community. We show respect for our old people, and we uh, spend a lot of quality time with the little ones, with the children and the grandchildren, because, like I said, they're the ones that are going to be carrying the stories forward into the next decade. Absolutely, Sam, and and indeed, as as you've been talking, you know, one of the things that I've been thinking about really from a, a personal point of view, um, as, as a child of, of migrants, um, Italian migrants, I, have, I was robbed of Aboriginal history. Um, I was told um, 
in year nine and ten that Aboriginal people were savages. But I never believed yeah. I never believed it. And you know, as I as I grew older and I was able to have access to uh, to books and speaking to Aboriginal people, you know, Aboriginal people, I understood. But I always felt comfortable. Yeah. I, I was. It, 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 we get robbed of of um, the history. There needs to be more education and more history in the books. At school. Well, that's right. we all, we've all right across the community. We've all been encouraged to uh, to dismiss those uh, our own histories because I, when I'm talking to non-indigenous groups uh, and people, I encourage them to look back through their own family family histories. Yeah. And they'll find that uh, they all all those families, uh, wherever they come from, throughout Europe or Africa, Asia, wherever, they all all date back. Their, their families date back to earth-based cultures. And we're all indigenous. That's right. We're all indigenous. The country we all have within our bloodlines, our family lines. We all have sure. those amazing stories with that amazing knowledge, that incredible connection to the country, and uh, and. To bring all that together, uh, so that uh, it's, it's, it's very powerful when you have a large group of people in a place like Musgrave Park on that one day of the year, uh, where people celebrate uh, that coming together and people celebrate uh, that joining together, uh, where you bring those bring those cultures and stories and songs and ceremonies from many other lands, many other countries. I mean, since the uh, the Snowy River Scheme back in the 1940s to 1950s, we had people from right across uh, Europe have come into come into Australia. Uh, I grew up around Italian kids and Greek kids. You know, we, we taught them rugby league, and they, they taught us the finer arts of soccer and, and yeah. that sort of thing. So, uh, and the foods changed, the language changed. So, uh, and then of course once uh, the Whitlam government got rid of the white Australia policy. Then we had so many people from Asian countries coming in. We had yeah. so many people from African countries that been able to come into Australia as well and just just made this country a far more interesting place. And uh, I mean, you know, there's last night for example we we picked up, we watched uh, one of the news services and uh, there was a great story about uh, the African players who were playing for the leading Aussie rules teams, you know, you would would never have seen that twenty, thirty years ago. So, no. and that in itself is is a is a, an Aboriginal game. That's Mount Mangrel. So that's that's evolved from an Aboriginal game that was played over hundreds of thousands of years ago, and it's now become a, a one of the national sports for uh, you know for Victoria, uh, New South Wales, uh, Queensland, South Australia. West Australia, uh, the Northern Territory. So young young Australians are playing that sport right across the countryside. And that's great. I mean, that's, that's in national language, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Sporting competition. And it brings, it brings people together. It, uh, but a lot it breaks of, down those barriers. You know, it does break down the barriers, but a lot of people would say that wasn't right. You know, sometimes people say, oh, yeah, you shouldn't be part of the system. But I disagree with that. I just think that we we all have to share and we all have to... You know, do do things that are that we have a lot in common. Well, Find common ground. People, our old people taught us uh, so much about that uh, healthy mind, healthy body, and uh, joining to function 
and a team situation. Johnny, it, te- it prepares you to function in that broader community context as well. So those sorts of competitions, those sorts of sporting exchanges, it prepares you for for your journey through life. So yeah. it's, uh, it's very important. But even, you know, it doesn't even, you don't even have to be able-bodied. We have, no. yeah. we have kids across our community who are in wheelchairs and, uh, and have, have other special needs. But they're, they're, you know, they're really competitive kids and they play a whole range of sports and uh, uh, sort of activities themselves. So it's, it's an opportunity for everybody to, uh, That's to right. yeah. like I said, compete and show, the, show their skills and uh, just just enjoy, you know, just uh, being being part of that, uh, the broader process. I mean, uh, we had that, uh, you know, those wheelchair athletes at the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, you've got Dylan Alcott, who's uh, this week uh, could become the first wheelchair athlete to uh, to actually have the four major major titles in, in tennis. So he's, he's won the American, he's won the Australian, he's won the French, and uh, if he wins Wimbledon this week, he'll be the first first uh, athlete in, in the history of the game to, to hold those four titles together from, and, from a, uh, you know, very special situation. So he's an, he's an incredible uh, athlete. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, it's it's been great having you, um, Sam, and, and I think yeah. NAIDOT week ends uh, on Sunday, does it? Uh, yeah, it's formally officially ends on Sunday, but like, but for the next like month. I said, there are, there are events running right through the year. So, And the theme this year is uh, Voice Treaty Truth. So, What do you think about so, that theme? Uh, well, I think it's worthwhile. I think uh, the voice um, talks about, uh, you know, the voice in, in Parliament. Uh, yeah. I feel a bit ambivalent about that. So do I. I thought the ATSIC model... Uh, could have been could have been uh, reviewed and, and uh, offered again because that got uh, a lot of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people voting, anticipating in the in the regional council election. So I really really do think that we should have an ATSIC model so that we can uh, we can have genuine determination of our own uh, own decision making. So that's the voice part of it. Then you have got the uh, treaty and the truth. I think I think treaty is critical. I think there has to be a treaty between the 500 nations and the and the British Crown, and that process is already well underway in Victoria. So that's the start. And as for the truth, well, there's only one truth, you know. So for so long, um, so many historians have have uh, presented a very sanitised view of exactly what's happened in this country since 1788. Uh, so that needs that needs to change because. Uh, every every community has the stories. Every community has the truth of what actually happened on our land. So, and that truth, as you re- referred to uh, in your comments, you know, that that truth needs to be shared, needs to be brought out of the closet, and needs to be presented so that uh, the entire Australian nation can know what really happened on this country. Absolutely, and this show um, is is a very high contributor of that truth. Because it's not only during NAIDOC week that we air these, we're always doing it during the whole year. And we make it our business as well on the Doing Time show to to look at the massacres and to, and to map those massacres and look at the anniversaries of those massacres as well. Absolutely. And uh, because, you know, no one's ever been, there's very 
rare situations where the uh, those white fellows that committed those mass murder across the frontiers were ever ever held accountable. There's that so-called Mile Creek incident uh, yes. where uh, a certain number of white fellows were were actually charged and uh, and hung. Uh, then there was that uh, the Forest River massacres again. There's the Royal Commission. So, but I mean, you know, there's only a handful of occasions when, when in fact, there were thousands of uh, of, of uh, those sorts of incidents in which men, women, and children were slaughtered, uh, raped, uh, just treated worse than animals, and uh, those those mob have never been held to account. So, that's that's a start to to build the nation. You build you've got to build it on the truth because. That's the old saying, you know, the truth, the truth will set you free one time. Absolutely. And in fact, um, a couple of weeks ago, we interviewed Lisa Jackson, who was a speaker um, at the Morrill Creek Memorial um, recently, and she had right. a lot to say about that. Yes, good, good. Because uh, across our community, you've got strong, strong people, men and women, stand up and, and talking up the business, and they, they deserve to be listened to. Absolutely. It's approximately 4.49 and you're listening to the Do and Time show and you're listening to an interview with Sam Watson who's um, speaking to us as part of a special broadcast for NAIDOC Week. Any final comments, Sam? Oh, look, I just encourage everybody to please get out there during NAIDOC Week. Check the uh, the internet for the events that are close to you. Uh, wear the colours. There are two great flags there. Uh, the Aboriginal flag that is designed by... Uncle Harold Thomas, uh, and then there's the Torres Strait Islander flag designed by Uncle Bernard Namok. So mm. those flags have an enormous significance to our people. So uh, please celebrate the culture, uh, celebrate the history, and uh, join with us one time in celebrating the oldest continuing culture in the world. Indeed, and do listen to Knit TV because they, they've got they've got some awesome coverage, haven't they, of NADOC Week? Yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Yep. So happy NADOC to everyone. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Sam. Thanks a lot. Thank you for all Take your care. support, you Thank you. Thank you indeed. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. And that was Sam Watson um, who speaks about NADOC Week and talked to us a little bit about the history. And just as a postscript to um, that interview, I wanted to just um, read out something very quickly. On Australia Day 1938, protesters marched through the streets of Sydney followed by a congress attended by over a thousand people. One of the first major civil rights gatherings in the world, it was known as the Day of Mourning. Following the congress, a deputation led by William Cooper presented Prime Minister Joseph Lyons with a proposed national policy for Aboriginal people. This was again rejected because the government did not hold constitutional powers in relation to Aboriginal people. After the day of mourning, there was a growing feeling that it should be a regular event. In 1939, William Cooper wrote to the National Missionary Council of Australia to seek their assistance in supporting and promoting an annual event. And there was just um, a little bit of a quote, um, just a mixture of things from Knit TV and also from um, a couple of websites that I googled recently. And I wanted to share that information with you just as a postscript to the interview with Sam Watson, who gave us quite a um, an involved historical perspective about NADOC. And this show um, is basically not just about NADOC, but also about honouring um, people who have been incarcerated, Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal. 
Um, listeners, with the rest of NAILOT Week, please do tune in to the prison broadcasts um, that 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 um, NAILOT that is being aired um, in honour of NAILOT Week on 3CR. Go to www.3cr.org.au, um, the 3CR website, and have a look at um, some of those broadcasts and what time they're being aired because these are being aired direct from prison. It happens every year and it's a special project um, that's happening for, for prison. It's approximately 4.52 and um, we'll just go out. Well, we're not going to go out just yet, but I'm just going to play an announcement. We know you love our 3CR Radical Radio t-shirts and so do we. They're 100% cotton and Australian made and you can get one for just $30. They come in black, dark grey and a cool light grey. To nab one of these beauties, drop into the station at 21 Smith Street or order by phoning 94198377 or you can visit us online at 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. Come on, you know you want one. And you're back with the Doing Time show and it's, we're nearing the end of it now. It's approximately 4.53. And just a, a quick announcement, um, it's not too late to donate. Radiothon is over but um, 3CR still hasn't met its target. There are a number of benefits that you can go to, donate to all shows at 3CR. Um, the Doing Time show still hasn't met its target of $850. We're nearly there. Um, we have about $115 left. Um, so if people wish to, um, they they can still donate to the Doing Time Show. Call nine four one nine eight three double seven. It's not too late to donate. It's not too late to donate. It's not too late to donate to three CR Radiothon nine four one nine eight three double seven, or check our website. 3cr.org.au Hey you, you who are listening, we haven't reached our target yet, but you can help us out. Log into our website 3cr.org.au or call us on 94198377 and give us some support. Help us keep running this radio for another year. We need you. Indeed we do, and you're back with the Doing Time show, and it's approximately 4.55. And we're going to be out of here in two minutes. We've got Beyond Zero up next. Thank you to our guests. Thank you to um, Stacey Piper, who is the chairperson of um, NADOC for Victoria, for um, coming and, and being interviewed about not only NADOC Week, but also Aboriginal deaths in custody, speaking in particular um, about Auntie Tanya Day, and our hearts go out to her children. Um, as you know, um, her inquest is coming up soon, not only to be able to de- determine um, what happened, but also to for Daniel Andrews, calling upon Daniel Andrews to get rid of the law of public drunkenness. She might still be alive today. So we're going to be going out pretty soon with our theme song, Black Fellow, White Fellow by the Rumpy Band, Beyond Zero Up Next, as I said. And tune in um, at the same time every Monday from 4 to 5 for the doing time show so it's goodbye from marissa and we've got about a minute left thank you so much um 
Rob for um, producing the show and for making it run smoothly with all um, some of the some of the tech stuff. Although I am in here on my own pushing buttons, but um, thanks to Rob for um, for making all the calls. Thank you very much, and um, we're going out now with our theme song, Black Fella, White Fella by 